In 1 Samuel chapter 5, we read about the Ark of the Covenant being stolen from the Israelites by the Philistines, and it's placed alongside of the Philistines' idol god named Dagon. In the morning, when they went into the room that Dagon was in, along with the Ark of the Covenant, they find that the idol was fallen forward onto the ground on his face. Well, the pagans stood him up, only to find that the next day when they went in, the idol statue was not only fallen, but its head and its hands were broken off. But apparently the Philistines weren't all that impressed at this point. That's when the heavy hand fell upon the young and the old men of Philistine, and there was great panic. So the Philistines try to move the ark to Ekron, another city, but the residents there were afraid and begged the rulers to send the ark back to the Israelites. They were extremely afraid that they would all die, and in fact, some did. And those that didn't were affected by tumors. Finally, after seven months, the Philistines decided it was time to return the ark to the Israelites. They didn't fall into the same problem as Pharaoh of Egypt did, uh, where he hardened his heart. I know that the Lord hardened his heart as well. And so the Philistines decide it's time to ditch the Ark of the Covenant and return it to its rightful place. Is there anything in this story for us today? I mean, it is quite a story. It's an historical story. It's not just a make-believe thing. It's real because it came out of the Bible. And of course, there's much to glean from that with regard to uh, the Israelites uh, back in Samuel's day, and that is not to be worshiping false gods, not to be in uh, sin and condoning sin. But is there anything else in this story for us today? You know, as I read this story, I just couldn't help but continue to think about COVID-19 here in the United States of America and sort of uh, substitute COVID-19 for the plague of tumors. Now, I'm not making an analogy that COVID-19 is exactly like this plague of tumors. There are some differences between what's been recorded in Scripture back in 1 Samuel and what we are witnessing in our lives today. But nevertheless, allow me a little latitude while I tell you the story and how it unfolded in my mind. I've entitled this brief podcast, God is in Enemy Territory Here in America. Pagan America, like pagan Philistine, does not believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Pagan America has its own false gods that they worship. Three of the many false gods of America are, number one, the elevation of homosexual marriage and homosexual rights. First, God defines marriage. He defines marriage as that between one man and woman. That's it. 
That's the definition of marriage. It's not one man and many women. It's not one woman and many men. And it's not a woman and woman or man and man. God defines marriage as one man and one woman. Yet, in the United States of America, the laws are such that homosexual marriage has been decreed to be legal according to our Constitution. I say repeatedly that the Supreme Court really should be renamed the Court of Jesters, and those nine people more or less most of the time are nothing more than clowns that try to interpret the Constitution within their own biases in their own minds. But homosexuals now are a protected class of people above and beyond the protections afforded all citizens in the United States of America. They now have greater rights, and homosexual marriage is legal in all 50 states. This is anathema to God. Second, Fornication and adultery have been and continue to be considered normal and widely accepted by American leaders and culture. No longer is it looked upon as breaking the laws of God. This has been going on so long, probably since the 60s, when uh, free love and free sex became the way to go. Why be um, handcuffed into marriage before you have sex? Just do it willy-nilly with anybody that's willing. And yet we just wink at that and have winked at that for 60 years. Above all, in America, we worship at the altar of the false god of abortion. This pagan god has not only divided this country, but it has allowed the wanton and vicious murder of well over 60 million little tiny babies in the womb. And men and women alike, both in power and as average citizens, actually rejoice in the killing of these babies and worship this murder at the feet of their god of abortion. And for many years, the evil ways of America had been allowed to take place because of God's great long-suffering and patience. He has given us ample time, more than we deserve most certainly, to repent of our sins and come running back to him. But we have ignored him, and we have ignored his law and his word. We have ignored past judgments upon our nation, and we have spit in his face and mocked him. But he is a holy God. And he is a powerful God. The ark, going back to our story in 1 Samuel, the ark or the very presence of God was all by itself enough to defeat the Philistines. They were a powerful people with many mighty warriors. The fact that the ark was in Philistine possession is because they had defeated Israel due to the ongoing sin of the Israelites. It took a while. But the Philistines finally figured out that the Ark of the Covenant in their possession was a big mistake and was causing death and destruction of their people. So it was time to return it to its rightful place back to the Israelites. We in America, however, are like Pharaoh. Our leaders have become stiff-necked and so have its people. We will not listen to the modern-day prophets who preach the Word of God, telling America that they are going down a path of eventual destruction. They laugh and snicker at those preachers who are 
desperately trying to minister to a nation that is in deep, deep trouble. But they simply won't listen. Everything is sacrificed at the altar of homosexuality, sex outside of marriage, and abortion. And those sacrifices have gone on for decades, and pagan America is unwilling to change and remains unyielding to the Word of God. So the Lord will one day destroy the gods of abortion and homosexuality, along with all those who advocate for it, unless they repent and turn to God, who desires they be reconciled to him only through his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. One day he will make all things right. And oh, by the way, right is defined by him and his word, not by politicians or anybody else that walks on this planet. To know the difference between right and wrong on any subject matter is to be found in the Bible and not behind a microphone in a state capitol, in a county or parish capitol, or certainly in Washington, D.C. But if I go back to the story and continue my thoughts of America being like Philistine, then we can expect the heavy hand of God upon this once great nation. In Philistine, it was tumors. In America, could it be COVID-19? Hundreds of thousands of Americans have been taken by this disease. And like the Philistines, our leaders are in a great panic, just like the Philistine leaders of old. Great fear was sweeping across the town of Ekron because the deadly plague from God had already killed many people, and those that didn't die were afflicted with tumors. Today, We know that there are some that have had COVID-19 but have not died from it, yet some of them have long-term effects and no one knows how long they will last. Now, I know that in some cases, God's children themselves have contracted COVID-19. Some have died. Some do continue to have long-term side effects, and some have recovered completely. So I'm not making a total analogy between 1 Samuel chapter 5 and America today. But it was nevertheless what I was thinking when I was reading this portion of Scripture. The Philistines were pagans, serving any god except the one true God. Government officials, some doctors, and some scientists find themselves in a panic, not sure what to do or what will eventually work. So they scramble to do some things that simply really don't make sense, while at the same time won't prescribe or be allowed to prescribe medicines that are readily available, and we know work, at least in part, to keep infected individuals out of the hospital and a better chance to survive. Those in power are running around not really knowing what to tell us. Why? Because they're afraid. They're afraid for themselves and, in some cases, for others, but they really don't know what to do regardless of the actions and the mandates that they're pushing down the throats of American citizens. We have non-medical governmental officials mandating the people to do things that are forcing healthcare workers to quit, and other companies are being coerced to vaccinate their employees or risk a $13,600 fine every time they're caught. So what do we do? What did the Philistines do? The Philistines returned the ark back to the Israelites. What is America to do today? The one answer that will work is repentance. 
national repentance. But to do that, America will have to forego its evil gods of abortion and homosexuality and sex outside of marriage and turn to the only one who can save them, Jesus Christ. It will take the Holy Spirit of God to do that. And what a glorious day that would be. So let me remind you as I remind myself at least of two things. One, we must always show the love of Christ to all those that are presently against him. Remember, We too were his enemy and destined for hell apart from his saving grace in our lives. Second, what is the most powerful weapon we have as God's children? Prayer. And so may you find yourself and others imploring God to change the direction of this nation by changing its people and by us changing ourselves to be more like our Savior. May we soon feel the powerful presence of his Holy Spirit, and may we see a national cry of repentance for the egregious sins we have willingly committed against our holy God, starting with us. I cannot imagine the bountiful blessings he would have for us if we would only come running to him. May our Lord be with you.